John Dewey, Frederick Winslow Taylor, Henry Ford, enforced compliance and compulsory schooling, sitting in rows and raising your hands, playing to the test and getting out of an eight-hour day that starts between 6.30 a.m. and 8.30 a.m. and ends at between 2.30 p.m. and 3.30 p.m. None of this happened by accident. And now, 15 years after you left school for the last time, you're at work. You have technical expertise, of course, but your emotional development is lacking. And you need emotional labor to lead from the new position you've just been promoted to at work. So you Google the solution, watch a few YouTube videos, and maybe, just maybe, take an online course. But... Not only do the solutions you searched for not stick in your mind, but the desks, the rows, the raising your hand, all those deeply embedded learning behaviors and learned behaviors didn't really prepare you enough to execute with confidence on the emotional labor that jobs from now and into the future demand, including that job you just got promoted to. You know, the kind of execution you were looking for on Google. It might be time, maybe, to act as if lifelong learning is actually something worth doing. My name is Hassan Sorrells, and this is the My Boss Doesn't Care podcast. Implementation, coaching, mentoring, and supporting through experiences matters more to adult learning in a corporate setting than sitting in a room for hours listening to a droning facilitator. The drop-off in retention after such boring experiences is around 50%. After participants leave the room and without immediately executing on changes, immediate implementation of learning outcomes, or even coaching along the path of uncomfortability and supervisory mentory through the tough times, the retention drop-off for adult education is 75%. So why do many organizations still offer corporate training opportunities in all kinds of topical areas, from sales to leadership to HR to compliance, within a formalized sit-down-and-absorb learning structure, syllabi, certificates, and even going as far as to bring in experienced trainers and facilitators who drone on and on for, at most, half a day or, if you're lucky, a full day. Why do they insist on that? Well, because the people who buy the training aren't any more invested in the results of that training than the people taking the training. The people who buy the training are looking for other outcomes. Let me tell you a story at this point. Right down the road from my office is the former headquarters 
of international business machines. You may have heard of them. IBM, the company started by Thomas Watson and continued by his son Thomas Watson Jr., was the same company that built mainframe computers and pioneered nanotechnology. This is the same company that laid the foundation for cloud computing, various software applications that undergird even this podcast, and even the much ballyhooed artificial intelligence applications that will shape our future. But if you drive down the street from where my office is, or even just walk, all of that is done here. A number of empty buildings remain, haunted by the ghosts of the environmental degradation rendered upon the local community from the toxic chemicals once used to create the mainframes and computing hardware that would come to dominate the latter half of the 20th century and lay the foundations for the 21st century. But among all that environmental degradation, among all those broken down buildings, one building remains. And that's a school. A school once dedicated to training, educating, and enculturing engineers, salespeople, and others into the, dare I say, cult of IBM. A school, of course, dedicated to keeping employees up to date about what was going on in the company, technically, but also a school dedicated to ensuring that the IBM culture, more than just, and I quote, a dark suit, white shirt, and a sincere tie, unquote, would move forward long into the future. And 110 years later, down the street from where I live, the building still stands that represented lifelong learning. Hmm. Most organizations, whether corporations, training organizations, or higher education institutions are unwilling and many times unable to do the hard work of challenging, breaking, and remaking the foundations of learning established through the last 150 years of K-12 primary schooling. Schooling, which was designed in conjunction with corporate leaders and influencers, like the people whose names I read at the beginning of this podcast, and codified with the support of intellectuals and dedicators, was designed to produce compliant workers who would sit, or stand, all day and do widget-based industrial work while leaving the thinking and innovating to others up the chain. You know, the kind of work that was hollowed out by those exact same individuals and organizations starting 50 years ago and increasingly the kind of work that will no longer matter in our AI 30% unemployment dominated future. Many supervisors, managers, bosses, CEOs, COOs, and others in the hierarchical structure of many organizations came from that same background of schooling and they either inter internally rejected it because it was too rigid or found it comforting and they conformed quite easily to it. 
Either way, such ingrained mindsets around the value of learning and education cannot advance and innovate organizations. Instead, they continue to produce leaders who believe that training and lifelong learning is either a nice-to-have, which reveals a rejection mindset, or a necessary evil, which indicates a grudging acceptance mindset. Either way, the mentality shaped through that rejection or acceptance is reflected in buying, internally developing, or even advocating for modes and models of learning for employees still based in an industrial revolution K-12 schooling model. A model that every adult has to admit should have long since been put out to pasture. The facts of the 21st century are clear with, to, to anyone with, with two eyes to see. The workplace, jobs, labor, and other tasks that people need to be organized into groups to accomplish are still going to need to be done, or else there'll be chaos in the world of today and tomorrow. Hard work, you know, the old school manufacturing work, the blue collar work, the construction work, will still need to be done in the world. Buildings are still going to need to be built and ditches are still going to need to be dug. But increasingly, due to automation and algorithms, that work will either be outsourced or done better at a lower cost by machines. And when it's not done by machines, the people who will do it will charge an even higher premium for doing it to support their continued learning to become, in essence, what they always were, better artisans and impresarios. This means more education, more learning, more often to keep your plumbing working, your electricity flowing, and your water clean. This also means an acknowledgement that work matters, that tasks should be meaningful rather than meaningless, and that employees should be treated like adults rather than like children in the workplace, and that acknowledgement is growing rather than going away. Calls from researchers, thought leaders, influencers, advocates, and others for more pay transparency or flexible family leave policies or flat hierarchical structures are really, in this case, only the tip of the iceberg. The thing underneath the iceberg is a need for lifelong learning structures. Unrest will continue among employees who believe that they are not getting paid what they are worth and who are increasingly mobile and are calling the bluff of the industrialist mindset that has dominated every sector of life for well over a century now in America. The conflicts that will arise if lifelong learning, continuing and robust education is not increasingly innovative and creatively integrated into the work lives of employees in all organizations and in all sectors, from small businesses to the Fortune 1000 companies, will be massive and unmanageable. And bosses, supervisors, Shareholders, CEOs, CMOs, community civic leaders, politicians, and all the others will have to explain in plain terms to their constituencies, followers, and even the market itself, the reasons and their mindsets for why they rejected or ignored the golden opportunity that lay in front of them in each and every lifelong learner to implement, coach, mentor, and support those lifelong learners, in order to transform corporate learning into something meaningful and valuable, not just in the early 21st century, but well on into the 22nd 
century. Now, I would be remiss here, of course, if I didn't mention the elephant in the room, as I'm sure you're thinking of it by this point, too. The organization that gives away search on the internet for free absorbs the data about your behavior that you freely give it and then spits back an ad at you. The elephant in the room is the organization that is involved in life sciences, autonomous vehicles, and in a nod to IBM, I guess, has gone all in on that artificial intelligence we've been hearing and reading so much about. The elephant in the room is that organization now moving rapidly into hardware devices like speakers, watches, phones, virtual reality headsets, and ultimately, probably buildings. And lastly, people. Google. Founded in 1998, seeks to, and I quote, organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. Google's mere existence in our lives puts paid the notion that lifelong learning is an act to be engaged in under duress with your enforced obedience and at a large personal cost to you. You know, the lesson you learned as a child. Google's existence also challenges the norm that learning must be boring, look at YouTube, banal, look at Wikipedia, where many information searches through Google ultimately wind up at, and adversarial. Google works better when more people are on it collaborating, not fewer. If you still think that lifelong learning is a myth, well, the elephant in the room of Google is all too real, all too pink, and all too impacting the mindset the attitude and the approaches to learning that your followers, your employees, your team members, yourself, and ultimately your boss needs in order to be successful in the 21st century. Oh, and by the way, Google's been doing it since 1998.